reading from Acts this morning is on page 1094 in the Church Bibles, and it's Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47. So Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Sue. Beautifully read. So um, I'm just going to pray for Rochelle. Do come up. And um, it's great that you're speaking this morning. Can I just ask you, just for the benefit of anyone who doesn't know you, how long have you been at St. Saviour's? Um, eight years, I think, eight years. Great, eight years. Have you got a family, any? You... Yeah, I, <laughs> I've got a few down there. Um, I've got, I'm married to Ben, who um, often drums. I've got a little girl who's almost two. She was the one crying through most of the beginning of the service because we told her she'd have to go to creche today. <laughs> um, so, yes. Don't say that. Sorry, creche no. is amazing. But I'm the only, maximum she's managed to do so far is four and a half minutes. So um, we're hoping to build up from that. But... <laughs> and what work do you do? I'm just trying to get a picture of who you I'm, are. Um, I'm about. a social care assistant. I work for the Guildford Adult Social Care Team. So I arrange, support, work out what people might need, vulnerable adults in the community, older people, and um, set up that help. It's amazing. Let me pray. So, Lord, we want to thank you for Rochelle. We want to thank you for her, for her family. Lord, I thank you for the work she's put into this. And, Lord, we pray that you would... Bless her as she speaks. Thank you for what you've given her to give to us. And we're excited for all you're going to say through her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. Hello. Uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me again. Um, not that you have much choice, but um, um, <laughs> thanks for staying when you found out it was me speaking today. Um, so today... Um, as you've heard, we're, um, we're in our last week of our series looking at the first two chapters of Acts. And this series has been called Living Differently. And we've been on a journey um, through these, um, these chapters. And we've heard Janie spoke on waiting on the Spirit. And she was focusing on the time that the disciples spent in the upper room praying together and waiting, waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And we then heard from Ronell on the foundational importance of prayer. We heard from Bex on um, letting the spirit move him and heard about how that happened at Pentecost um, when the Holy Spirit came for the first time. And they and, and Bex talked about her experience and also um, as well about how we can experience the Holy Spirit today. And then Mike and Josh spoke on prophecy and um, Bishop Andrew spoke about um, Peter's sermon. And so we come to the last bit and we, we're talking about um, the fellowship of the believers. 
And I don't know what comes to mind for you when you think about, when you hear these verses being read. Maybe you think, like Pete Sheaf, when I was talking to him um, a few weeks ago, maybe you think, oh yeah, the idea of living in community, everyone together, maybe getting this huge house and everyone living there together, doesn't that sound amazing? Or, may, or maybe, like me, your response to Pete is, that sounds awful. I feel exhausted at the idea of having to be with everyone all of the time. Or maybe you get really excited about giving your possessions away and giving your money away. Um, or maybe actually you, you always have this sense of guilt about how do I never feel confident I'm getting that balance right between giving and providing for my family. Now, happily, Acts was written um, as a record, as a document, uh, documentation of how, um, how the early Christians organized themselves, the kind of things they did, um, and, and how they were kind of finding their feet um, after Jesus went back up to heaven. It actually wasn't written as an instruction manual of how we need to live our lives today. Now, a lot of it is relevant and, and we can learn from, but we need to remember that this isn't, um, not everything in here is a blueprint for us. And with that knowledge in mind, today what we're going to focus on is, is a bit less about um, what they did and what we read about what they did, but more about the spirit in which they did them. Um, because actually the heart of these verses is about the mood, their approach, um, the way that they did things, rather than what they did so much. In verse 42, we read that the um, Christians were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Um, and these are the kind of fundamentals, aren't they, of, of church life, of Christian life. And they're exactly the same today. Uh, and, and actually, in our service today, we've, we've done that, haven't we? We've, um, we've, we've had the breaking of bread, the communion. Um, we've had fellowship together. Um, you're listening to me speak, although I have to admit I'm not an apostle. Um, but they're, we, they're the things, they're, they're the key ingredients, they're the fundamentals. Um, and then the rest of what we read in these verses has a real sense of joy and of gladness and of openness, and a real kind of no strings attached, like wide arms, open hands, holding everything lightly, um, and enjoying um, approaching life in this way. And you can explain it in, um, there's a lot of ways you can kind of capture that mood, but the way that I'm going to um, explain it today is, is that they um, lived a life uh, with a spirit of generosity. In verse 45, it says they began selling their property and possessions and distributing the proceeds to everyone as anyone had need. So they no longer saw what they had, their money, their possessions, as something that belonged to them, that was owned by them. Instead, they saw it as a resource given to them by God that they can use to bless other people. They were holding those things lightly and they were giving generously. Now, I wonder for us, how do we view the things that we own? Do we see them as things we own, things we've earned? Or actually, do we see them as a resource from God that we can use to bless other people? 
In verse 46, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. So they sometimes had um, formal times of worship with God in the temples, and other times it was much more informal um, in their homes. And in, in one translation, it says they went from home to home. And there's this real sense of flexibility. And actually, the generosity, the spirit of generosity that we, we get the feel of here um, goes far beyond giving of money. It's an attitude. It's a, a way of life. And... This, there's this lovely sense of flexibility. There's no one saying we can only worship in the temple. We can only do things formally. Um, and there's no one saying, oh, come on, guys. Like, we just need to do everything in a really relaxed way. There's this sense that actually they're held lightly onto what their style preferences were, what their um, location preferences were. And they did that with joy. And I wonder, do we enjoy that same flexibility? If we continue in verse 46, it says that they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So they're generously opening up their homes, they're inviting people there, really making an effort to make their guests feel welcome, giving their, them food. But, but that's not really what it's about. It's, it's the fact that actually they're doing it with glad and sincere hearts. It's that attitude, it's that approach that they're doing everything with. And I wonder, actually, when we open up our homes or when we do anything in life, do we do it with that same sense of having a glad and sincere heart about it? And what I love about these verses is that, actually, I think it's not giving us a, an extra job on our to-do list. It's not something that um, is an extra burden or an extra responsibility or something else we've got to fit in. It's actually just a different way of approaching life. It's just doing exactly what we're already doing, maintaining those friendships and relationships that we already have, um, doing the day-to-day -day jobs and the day-to-day -day routine in the same um, way, but just approaching it with this generosity of spirit and, and having these wide arms and open hands, holding things lightly and doing things with joy. And so they were devoted to the fundamentals. They approached everything else in life uh, with this spirit of generosity, the money, the way things were done, the use of their home, their time, um, the way they showed care to others. And they were uh, just approaching this life, uh, this, their lives in this um, kind of beautiful, it's a beautiful picture, I think, if you, if you pick up on the mood of the verses, it's a beautiful picture of, of this sense of living generously. And I think that this approach to life actually is really relevant to us now. I think we can take quite a lot from that. And I want to suggest that actually when we do live in that way, we can um, have such a positive impact on the people around us. And here in Acts, we read about the impact that they had on their local community. In verse 47, it says, they had favor with all the people. Doesn't that sound amazing? And in the message translation, it says, people in general liked what they saw. And why wouldn't you? It sounds infectious. It sounds fun. It sounds like um, an amazing way to do life. 
And this way, them doing life in that way, it actually caused the world around them to sit up and take notice. And I think for us, we live in quite a dislocated society. And actually, on the surface of our society, um, it's really quite selfish, where everyone's looking out just for themselves. And, but actually, if you dig a little bit deeper below that surface, there's this, um, the world just craves genuineness. It craves kindness. It craves the um, spirit of generosity that we read about in these verses. But actually, because um, on the surface there's this selfishness, that's what people come to expect. And so it can feel a little bit um, uncomfortable or a bit odd when um, maybe we receive generosity in the way, in the extreme way that we see it here. Uh, maybe over people being over generous because they get a bit suspicious. I get a bit suspicious. Um, and, and you kind of think, okay, what, what's going on here? Have they got an ulterior motive? Or you think, oh, I owe them. Better buy them some flowers, or I better you you feel like you owe them. And and I had at work, I had a lady um, who was going through a tough time, um, one of my colleagues, and and I just called round to her house with a bottle of wine and and some flowers just to show that I cared, and and it really touched her. And and but then it happened to be my birthday two weeks later, and we don't buy each other birthday presents, but she bought me a birthday present because she felt she owed me. And that wasn't what it was about. That wasn't why I was doing it. But it, I could understand her reaction because that's what we come to expect out of life, that you owe people. It's difficult to receive generosity fully without feeling as though you're then in debt. But actually, has, it, has anyone watched um, DIY SOS The Big Build? Hands up. Yes. Um, has anyone watched, so maybe even better, but a bit American, has anyone watched um, uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Yes. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, and so, it basically, anyone that hasn't seen it, it basically, it's this huge, huge team of volunteers who all come together and um, give their time, give their skills um, um, free of charge, and, and the reason they're coming together is to help a family in need. They've normally, um, this family's normally gone through a really tough time and really struggling. And the idea is that they either um, kind of renovate or in, um, in uh, the, the extreme makeover home edition, they blow up the old house and then they build them a new one in three days. It's amazing. And, um, and so they, um, it, but there's just this sense when you watch it, you get a real feel-good feeling. And you see the, the team, the community of volunteers, they really gel, they're having fun, they're in it together. Um, and a lot of these volunteers, actually, you see on some of the programs, they come back again and again because they love that sense of community, that fun, that high morale that comes from um, giving in that way. And actually... Our world is drawn to that. Our community is drawn to that. We're drawn to that kind of living. And I, I want to suggest that the reason we're drawn to that is because what it does is it gives people a glimpse into who God is. It gives them a glimpse into his kindness, into his love, into his generosity, into his grace that has no strings attached. 
And I'd like to suggest that actually we all already do this. We're all already living generously to some extent. So we're going we're gonna to do hands up. Um, again, if you don't mind. So put your hands up if something I read out is relevant to you and then keep them up. Is that all right? Um, so who has ever given their time to volunteer or to spend with someone in need? Okay, keep your hands up. Who has ever genuinely cared for someone else going through a tough time, done something to try and help them but not expected anything in return? Hands up. Who has ever opened up their home to inviting people back and really gone to an effort to make them feel welcome? Hands up. Who's ever offered their skills and their gifts to help someone out? Who's ever given money to a good cause? Who, I could go on, but I don't need to. But just look around. Keep your hands up. Look around at all these people. Look around at our community who is already giving generously. Okay, put your hands down. Isn't that amazing? If you imagine all of the different people that we're going to um, come into contact with as we're living in this way, imagine the impact that we could have, the same impact that we read about in Acts. And how many glimpses of God can we be giving all of these people? They might not see it as God, but, but eventually that's what they'll realize they're experiencing. And finally, I want to say that God does the rest. It says, um, it says that, um, and the Lord, in verse 47, it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. And you know what? God can do that without us. But what he wants is for us to team up together, for us to be um, living in this way and through that creating opportunities for people to experience him. And then he comes in and does the rest. And I wonder whether that um, takes the sense of burden off a little bit. Um, because I, I remember that um, a, a couple of months ago, I think Mike um, had a real sense that um, people were feeling as though um, they were, uh, had, had a sense of burden, a sense that they were struggling, a sense that um, the idea of um, evangelizing and speaking to people about God was just something too much. It just didn't have capacity for, and so many people um, could resonate with that. And and I wonder whether what we're reading here actually about not having something extra to do, but just approaching life in this way, this, this generous way, um, actually can help with us letting go of that burden, that sense of um, it's us that's fully responsible. Because it's God that does the rest. And there's just, before I finish, there's just maybe two things to note I think that's important to consider I think one is that life isn't always the rosy picture that we read about here or that these verses seem to suggest these verses they were written it was a time of great excitement of a powerful movement of the Holy Spirit and of a time where the early Christians were just trying to find their feet with what it looked like to live um, as a Christian but they were fragile and they were a bewildered community and they didn't always get things right. And in Acts um, chapter 6, it actually says that we're told that 
they get pulled up on the fact that they're not really treating some of the widows in their community fairly. And it's these same believers, um, the same community that get pulled up on that and it's addressed. And, and they didn't always get it right and we're not always going to get it right. But a part of living um, with this generous spirit is actually holding our failures and the failures of others lightly and being generous in our forgiveness. And we do also often go through quite tough times. And we won't always experience the joy that these verses tell us about. But I know that I'd rather go through those difficult times within a community that provides support and love because actually it's a community marked by its spirit of generosity. So let's carry on doing what we're already doing. Let's continue to live generously and let's watch what God does.